0: you Everybody, Ali and I are back uh, with more summer content as promised. And today, we're going to be talking with Mark, our lovely baritone, uh, also former angel. So, Mark Hunter, and he is going to be talking to us about Big Fish and his theater career to date. Which Ali and I realized we'd created this whole big myth about in our heads. So uh, stay tuned for information about that. And Get then, ready
1: for the truth.
0: Yeah. Oh, the truth is out there. <laughs> it is. Sorry. Hashtag nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll also be discussing your responses to our two Why well, My Close questions. One was uh, to guess how many shows Mark has seen, because it is many. And also, we wanted to know if you guys had ever seen any musical productions uh, outside of the UK in foreign countries, because Mark has also done loads of that. So can't wait to go through your responses to those. Ollie, shall we get started?
1: Yes, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a good one. And I really enjoyed chatting to Mark. It was a really fun little uh, interview with him. And we're very excited about him being in Big Fish. And we will send out all of the details so you can go and watch him very soon this is coming out in time uh if you're listening to this sometime in the future then you've completely missed the boat but but ask them about it (laughs) yeah if you yeah it would be great if you if you uh listen to this early september then get yourself a ticket because i think it's going to be a really good production they even Mm. did like um a radio piece so we're not the only audio um interview that they've done promoting their show so they're going to be on on local radio as well so (laughs) look at us look at them Look okay, at everyone. Let's just <laughs> let's just go. I'm, I'm running just out go, of things yeah,
0: to look at. Yeah, just stop. Onto the episode.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. So, as promised, here we are with Mark Hunter, who's one of our baritones, probably a bass as well. Uh, but we're very excited to talk to him, and we're doing this just in the build up to him appearing in yet another show, which is uh, Big Fish. Is that right, Mark? Yep. So, Big Fish the musical. Fantastic. We will be getting Mm. to that in due course. Mm. Um, But thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Um, I think I'll kick us straight off with the first question. So a little background on you. Um, I know that this isn't your first production. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your stage career to date, how you got started, how everything's evolved, etc.? And then maybe how you have time for uh, Wemmec as well. Yeah. I'm massively appreciate it. <laughs> well,
2: no, it it all began with Wemmec, actually. Um, before, about six years ago, I'd never sung at all. Uh, well, not in front of an audience, maybe in the shower and in the car. But that was about it. And I think I was just watching Gareth Malone's TV shows about choirs and thinking, well, if they can do it, maybe I can. So I did some Googling around and I thought, I don't really want to sing rock and pop and I don't really want to sing classical, which is what most of the choirs seem to entail. Um, so I want to sing musical theater. So I knew that. So I Googled it and up popped uh, the West End musical choir. So I booked onto a taster session. Uh, in those days it was in the church in Fulham and Uh, That was about six years ago now, yeah. So I started singing with choir, obviously, and really got into it. I learned a lot because I'd never, as I said, never sung before. So you learn about harmonies and about, uh, you know, dynamics and a little bit about how to read the music because I wasn't trained in music or anything, but just sort of linking what we're hearing to what you're seeing. So after I'd done that for a few years, I thought, well, what can I do to fill in the gaps between the choir sessions? So I signed up for a pantomime in the local area here in Barnes. And I did the pantomime. That would have been in 2019, which is quite fun. It was Robin Hood and I played King Richard and there was a bit of singing, a bit of dancing, a bit of acting. Um, I quite enjoyed it. So I can see um, you as King Richard. Yeah, in my tunic and my crown. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. It was It was fun, so I thought i 'd uh, explore a bit further, and so I just, uh, did some auditions for some musicals, and I auditioned for Jesus Christ Superstar it, mm-hmm. uh, it was the Putney Light Opera Society doing that, and we rehearsed that, and we were very close to opening in March twenty ah, twenty. when along time. Came, yeah, when along came a pesky virus. And it had to be postponed and eventually it was cancelled. So there was no resurrection for Jesus Christ Superstar. Nice. We were in it, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was also in a, in rehearsals for a couple of other shows at various points during the pandemic in the bits that weren't so locked down. One was The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, it's mm. a, uh, which had been turned into a bit of a musical by inserting sea shanties into it, which was great fun as well. And I was also going to be in The Pantomime uh, that year as well, which was going to be um, The Pantomime, which was going to be Mother Goose. Yes, Mother Goose, yeah. Yeah, so I had to pull out of that one for sort of personal family reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And The Voice of Dawn tried to got cancelled because of the pandemic. So although I've rehearsed for quite a few shows, I've actually not been in a proper musical until now. So it's quite exciting for me and fairly terrifying as well. That's amazing. It's really funny. I'm really glad
1: that um, we've got you on because I had basically created this um, myth story that um, (laughs) you, you were doing other things before choir and that you were... Um, only because oh. of your in- inherent skill when I've sung with you. Um, it's basically, this is all brand new information. I'm really glad that I'm hearing it. And I think there's plenty of people who probably don't know it, but it's sort of similar to me with, um, you know, I-, I wasn't really doing any singing at all in a sort of structured way until I joined choir. And then it's been a fantastic learning experience for me. So,
2: yeah. yeah I think the thing uh, to say interesting. about the thing about the choir is if I hadn't joined the choir, and learned what I learned from the choir, there is no way I would have been able to do the pantomime or all this yeah. musical because, A, I wouldn't have had the skills. I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to understand enough of what was going on in musically to be able to do it. And secondly, I wouldn't have had the confidence. If you had yeah. have said to me before Western Musical Choir, would you ever go into a room, face a panel of people, a director, a musical director, and a choreographer, and blah, 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 audition to be in a show and sing and dance in front of them. I just said, there is no way I will (laughs) ever be able to do that. I can't sing in front of other people. That's crazy. So, and it was quite nerve wracking the first couple of times I did it, but in the end you just have to, I don't know, put away your inhibitions, just let it go. The thought of being in an audition, doing a bad audition, is better than me sort of wimping out and doing a sort of half-hearted performance. So I'd rather give it all I've got and it not be good enough, if you know what I mean, mm. than to feel come out feeling, oh, I didn't really sort of throw myself into it. So that's the sort of approach I took It's just to like give it my all and, and it's their decision whether they like it or not. So fortunately, because I have auditioned for a couple of shows that I didn't get into recently, mm. um, but uh, Big Fish um, – was ideal for various reasons, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute.
1: Yeah, that's a great mantra, um, definitely, for, uh, for the approach that you can take. And yeah, it's just great to hear that the the confidence has obviously been built up by choir and the skill set as well. So clearly threw yourself into choir um, quite a lot. And uh, my first interaction with you was uh, you were you were one of our angels. So I just wanted to see how you, how you got about getting it onto the team and uh, some of your highlights maybe.
2: Yeah, after I'd been in the choir for a year or so, um, um, I noticed that all the angels were women and also that I thought it looked like uh, fun things to be involved in. They seemed to have a good time. <laughs> so I just sent a note into the office saying, you know, if they were looking for a new angel, then I would be up for it. And so they responded positively to that. And um, so I became an angel. I think I was an angel for, I don't know, about three or four years. Mm-hmm. um and it is good fun and you obviously get to spend a bit more time with you know the running of the choir and finding out what's coming up and those kind of things it was a it was a great thing to do and and i think it did help me become more immersed in the world of the choir and music so it was a good stepping stone onto you know
0: all sorts of other things as well Yeah, that's how we met. We were angeling at Wimbledon together with the wonderful Tash. Hello, Tash. Um, So, yeah, this is all new information to me, too, because I had no idea in 2019 when we were angeling together that that was your first show. I just thought, like Ollie, that you were a seasoned (laughs) pro. So it's just so cool. And you played it so cool. Like you were definitely um, not like oh my god guys it's my first show it's a uh, I'm in a panto come see me which was awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah um yeah uh yes I guess I was good at bluffing my way through that
0: <laughs>
2: clearly the acting part's perfect so yeah
0: yeah yeah um like I miss alphabetizing the name badges with you <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, yes, those were days, name badges and sparkly bits and notes and all sorts of objects things. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, I've never met anybody who was more intent on alphabetizing than I was until I met you.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, it what got me out of doing team. the heavy lifting. So true.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also just very, like, satisfying. Anyway, uh, that's an insight into my mind more than you guys need. Um,
1: I wanted to ask one very short thing. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar, who are you mm.
0: going to
2: be? Were you going to be an ensemble? or? Oh, right. Yeah. um, I was going to be a priest, an apostle, and a leper. So I popped up in various places. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, The main thing was the priest, because you get your own singing lines with that role. Mm. Um, And, you know, get to sing some great songs like... uh, What's it called? look at all these trials and tribulations yeah you know, that really it's a beautiful song to sing so it was great fun rehearsing and i actually got to meet people in the sort of amateur dramatics world of southwest london who i've come across again subsequent things that i've done so it's quite nice to feel that you're becoming part of that community as well as the choir community
1: it's a strong Amazing. community, actually, in the southwest of London. I'd say, because we know that a few people from choir are in the circuit, players and the key players, and that sort of thing. And obviously, Barnes is uh, has got quite a reputation for its pantomime and so on. So
0: now let's talk about your upcoming show. Can you tell us what Big Fish the musical is about? I saw the movie a long time ago, but I and so I'm intrigued to see how that's been turned into a musical.
2: Yeah. Um, it is based on the film but I've I had never seen the film in fact I'd never seen Big Fish when I auditioned for it but having now watched the film the show is significantly different and I would say it's better structured as a a story and uh, more emotionally engaging it's basically about a man's relationship with his grown-up son and how it came to be the way it is and What happens is the father tells the son a lot of very fantastical stories, which the son doesn't really believe. And so you see those stories being played out on stage. And during the course of the show, you come to understand better why the father does what he does. And you join the son on his journey to understanding his father better. And in the end, uh, it kind of takes you by surprise, because you're not sort of expecting it. It becomes very emotional, very moving towards the end and there's uh, a lot of uh, ensemble numbers there's singing there's dancing there's some great songs and most of all it's really pacey it keeps moving and I'm amazed it wasn't a bigger hit when it was in the West End I didn't go and see it because I did know about it but I didn't see it in the West End because sounds silly now uh, because Kelsey Grammer was in it and he's not a performer that I much like. So I thought I oh, will give it a miss.
0: So I was just quickly Googling to remind myself of who was in the movie. And it actually has a pretty stellar uh, musical cast yeah. to begin with because it's Ewan McGregor and yeah. um, Albert Finney, who is Daddy he's, Warbucks in the 1982 and Helena, version
2: of Annie. And Bonham Carter.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's it's, a, it's a,
2: it's a Tim Burton film, so it has yeah. that Tim Burton style to it, which mm. isn't to everyone's taste. But um, yeah, it's it's out there. People, quite a few people have said they've seen the film, but quite a lot of people have never heard of it as well. So,
0: apparently, um, Miley Cyrus was in it as Ruthie, oh, age eight. <laughs> wow,
2: <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow.
0: Thank you, Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's um, it's actually one of my brother's favorite movies. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Wow! So, Neil, well, if you're listening, hi.
2: That is, a, <laughs> th- that is a great cast. I have to say, the cast for this show is great. You know, I'm, I'm in a supporting role, but all the lead roles, absolutely fantastic. They, you know, most of them have had some sort of training in musical theatre or acting or singing or dancing, and it's going to be it's going to be a really high quality show. I'm really confident about it, which is a great feeling because as a novice, really. Um, it's great to be surrounded by people who, who are going to put on such a good show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is your first proper musical theatre
2: show, of course. So, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is uh, It would be good to have that support, definitely. I mean, it's great, having been in the choir, having been in pantomime, having been in rehearsals for Jesus Christ Superstar and the other things, they've all kind of given me training to be able to do this show now, because I think if I hadn't, I'd be quite overwhelmed because, as well as the Playing the role I'm going to be playing, I'm also in some ensemble numbers. So I have to do some dancing and I have to mm. sing. I have to sing melody lines which aren't natural, sort of baritone lines, because most of the most of the uh, role from, from ensemble males is, is written sort of at a of tenor pitch. Mm. So it's quite it's quite challenging for me. But um, it, it, I feel that all the things I've done before, and especially the choir have given me the sort of skills to be able to take it on, even though it's still slightly terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely. This
1: this will be going out uh, nicely in time for people to listen to the episode and hopefully uh, be another means for them to come and see you in the show. How long have you sort of been doing rehearsals for?
2: Where are we now? So from about the beginning of July. And we do two nights a week from 7.30 till 10.00. And we do Sundays from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. So it's quite a few hours a week in rehearsals. We're quite well into it now. We're doing full runs of the show um, at most rehearsals and a bit of sort of tidying up in between. Um, So by the time we actually go live, we should be be well settled in.
0: Uh, So what does the show mean to you?
2: As I said, I didn't know the show at all. Uh, But as I've come to know it, it's been more and more... Meaningful to me, I suppose. Um, it's a very touching, moving story about the relationship between a man his father and, you know, the relationships around them as well. One of the things it's taught me is that musical theatre is really hard work. And I suppose I always knew that just from watching shows and seeing how much energy and skill goes into the performances. But when you're part of it, it really brings it home that actually it's very hard to sing well and dance and act at the same time and remember where you're supposed to be on the stage and remember what costume changes you've got coming up and everything else that you need to do as part of the show. So, as I said, I think I'd be slightly overwhelmed if I hadn't had previous experiences with the choir and so on. But the show itself, as I said, is is very moving and I think what it, um, what it means to me is that the relationships can be more complicated than you realize on the outside and that to understand other people you really have to look at things from their perspective uh, sort of the walk around in someone else's shoes kind of approach to understanding other people and also it's uh, uh ultimately it's very uplifting in terms of you know it's hopeful optimistic message about life and why we're all here So, you know, you can take it at different levels. On the one level, it's got a lot of fantastic music, some big song and dance numbers, uh, some lovely ballads. Um, So it's a great, fun evening, but at another level, it's really quite thought-provoking. So I've been quite um, impressed, I suppose is the word, at how good a musical it is, how um, well-structured and well-written it is. And I think that when we first did a run through, of course, that's the first time I'd really seen it. Um, you know, and there were other members of the cast that were, you know, very moved, sort of a few sort of tissues coming out and things like that. So it's, uh, it's it, it does have quite an impact emotionally.
0: That's a fantastic first show to be in, to have it yeah. be so emotional and like, uplifting yeah, but thought-provoking I mean not only are you going through this whole process um the, the the subject matter and the material that you're doing is also worth it's a worthy worthy challenge and yeah, will hopefully that, that have an impact nice, on loads of people
2: yeah and that was, that's a lovely surprise for me because to be honest when I auditioned for it, I didn't know much about it and it could have been could have been anything so it's it's lovely to find out it's actually a great show and I'm really proud to be part of it In terms of the audition process and,
1: you know, you you sort of have a a vague relationship with the the film and the show. Did you go for a specific role? Did you sort of uh, aim to go for maybe a part or an ensemble? You're part of the ensemble. So what was the decision behind
2: sort of going through um, the application? I'd seen Signet's player's production of Kinky Boots, which Enrico
0: was
2: in and it was – Absolutely excellent!
0: I cannot so, wait for the day that you're both on stage together.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, be amazing. Fun. Yeah, he's going to be in um, the Adams family soon, isn't he? So mm-hmm. he's tied up with that. But I'm uh, when I saw that, I was very impressed, and I, you know, kept an eye out for Signet's next production. And when I saw the audition notice for Big Fish, I had a look through the sort of what the roles were and what they were looking for. And so, yes, I did. Audition for a specific role, which is Carl. Now, Carl is a giant. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so they were looking for someone tall. And if you don't know me, I'm six foot four. Um, and they were looking for someone with a sort of bass baritone voice. Now, I tried the music, and it's kind of at the bottom of my range when I'm singing the role of Carl, but it's okay um so i thought i'd audition for that um so i got the script for that role and i kind of tried to make it funny i wasn't sure that it was supposed to be a funny role but i tried to make it kind of sassy and i don't know (laughs) a bit different and when i did the audition you know the uh the panel uh sort of laughing their heads off. So I thought, oh, that's probably a good sign that they might <laughs> like it. Unless I'd gone completely up the wrong path and it wasn't supposed to be like that at all. But no, they they did like it. So they cast me in the wrong. There's only a little bit of solo singing. So obviously they tested that I could make the appropriate notes. But um, uh, for this role, I think the singing is less important than the acting What I wasn't expecting was to be also asked to be, you know, in the ensemble numbers and to do some dancing and singing and singing the harmonies for uh, the men, which is a a little bit above my usual (laughs) range. So that's been a bit of a challenge, but the role appealed to me. A, because it was, it seemed like a lovely role and B, it wasn't too big. I wasn't ready to take on. Uh, a leading role. In fact, I don't think I'll ever want to be in a leading role, but it's um, <clears throat> it's got enough of its sort of own space to sort of own, so I thought it might be a fun thing to do. And also, there's there's a lot more women in it than men, and I think they just needed some extra sort of men in the ensemble for sort of vocal balance. So uh, in a way, I'm glad because it means I'm sort of quite busy throughout most of the show. Yeah, definitely. So, as I say, it's quite challenging. And I'm sure at the end of show week, I'm going to be fairly tired, but hopefully in a good way. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. It sounds like you're doing uh, a good stretch of your range as well from uh, doing the Carl sort of lower bit to uh, maybe harmonizing in a more of a
2: sort of tenor range. Yes. Should be. I'm going to have to watch out that I don't actually strain my voice too much. Mm-hmm. After some of the run-throughs, I've been a little bit hoarse, so I need to pull back on some it. I think. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so I just need to pace myself.
0: I like that you said that. Well, it, I like that you said it because it resonates with me. Um, not necessarily wanting to have a leading role, um, because this, it's the same for me. I mean, it was only in high school, right? My, but my high school productions, I auditioned, but I definitely didn't want to be a, a leading role ever. I wanted to be part of it. And have that experience, and like that's what's important to me is being part of the whole and making that magic together. But being in the limelight, yeah, line, nah.
2: <laughs> yeah, same me. I mean, I'm I have a few sort of center stage moments, but you know, it's not too overwhelming. And also, I didn't really want to have to learn a lot of lines.
0: If I'm <laughs> honest, yeah, I yeah, find that's hard. hard. <laughs>
2: It is hard, and my memory is not as good as it used to be, to be honest. And I think just having a few scenes with lines in is absolutely fine. But even though I'm on stage for quite a bit of the other other uh, other songs and so on, um, yes, not it's not too. I think it's, I think I've pitched it about right in terms of where I am, um, in terms of learning to be a performer.
0: What is the biggest learning you've taken away from this experience so far?
2: That it's hard work, and you have to be disciplined, mm-hmm. and you have to—might sound silly because it's so obvious—but you have to kind of plan to learn it. You have to say, "You know, today I'm going to learn this sequence or that dance or this scene." And I've done a sort of table, a schedule of all the scenes and what I have to do in them, and the things I tend to forget, I've made a note of. So that next time I do it, hopefully, I won't forget. So, I mean, I guess everyone's different, but I have to um, take that sort of approach to learning uh, the show. And I think it would be quite dangerous just to kind of turn up to rehearsals and be a bit sort of ad hoc about it. Maybe no one does that. Maybe that's just stating the obvious.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if there were some people who maybe flirted with that, Um, definitely. But I know what you mean. It's sort of... Kind of the the pressure of knowing that you are going to be very much in the production, you're going to be quite prominent. Um, I think with your height um, and being Carl, you're going to stand out quite literally. So it's yeah. almost like you want to make sure that you're. Uh, I think you, people's eyes will be drawn to you, whether they know you or not, as it were. So yeah, I can definitely appreciate. I definitely that.
2: noticed me. I should
1: think. So
0: you're very <laughs> noticeable, Mark. Yeah, very noticeable. <laughs> yes.
1: I wanted to ask because I think one thing that sort of stopped me from doing amateur dramatics, um, you know, before joining choir was the idea of. I, 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 people will know that I maybe am not the most proficient dancer or the natural dancer compared to other people who have rhythm. Um, how? How? The, <laughs> thank you, Katie. Sorry, um, it's it's very very appropriate though. Um, how are you finding like the dance parts of the rehearsals? like is this something that you're um, learned, like literally yeah. take baby steps with or are you you have you got a bit of natural rhythm
2: to you i haven't danced for a long time in any way at all so it's that has been actually probably the hardest bit of the bit that i'm still not being too confident about but you know i'm trying to get a bit better each time yeah i wasn't expecting to have to do much dancing and i'm not doing a lot of dancing it's just sort of short sequences really but um it's tricky. It's, it's tricky for me, and there are some fantastic dance in the show. And luckily, obviously, they're, they're at the front. <laughs> the, feature, <laughs> the featured dancers, you know, the people who can dance really well, are centre stage and forward. So that's great. Um, so I'm not. I'm not a featured dancer. I'm just sort of moving with the music. So I can do the steps. It's just yeah. doing doing all sorts sort of flair and confidence. I suppose that um, has to come. That sounds
0: I,
1: incredibly relatable for me. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Me too.
0: Um, I laugh about the rhythm comment, but I do have rhythm, but it links to what you said, Mark, about your biggest learning being how you have to plan to learn it. My learning style is very much repeat, 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 repeat. And I have to be like comfortable with it to a point before I would even feel comfortable doing it in front of other people. Mm. Um, so, cause it takes practice for me. It isn't natural necessarily oh, yeah. so i love that your biggest learning is learning so far <laughs> it's very cool
2: yeah and i think in future shows i think i'd definitely check out how much dancing they're expecting <laughs> so so at least i know what i'm in for yeah. um
0: yeah i'm sure you're gonna be brilliant though well you will I be know,
2: i don't i don't think my dancing is going to be the highlight of the show but <laughs> yes <laughs> i hope it's, it's all fun. right it's not meant to be so we can definitely
1: just focus on uh, what yeah. you're meant to be greater so yeah I think for, uh, for me it's definitely that idea of limited mental capacity and also sort of muscle memory as well mm. um because when I'm singing and performing I, I definitely think about <clears throat> making sure I know my stuff but also being able to comfortably work with it and I think the biggest thing for me with the dancing is that I have very limited sort of muscle memory as it were or uh, feeling comfortable with it So yeah. yeah i think um i've spoken to a few people who've been in amateur dramatic stuff uh recently and uh, it's interesting what you, you talk to them and you you know them as a person you, you kind of almost know what they're going to be Um, finding the most challenging so Mm. yeah but you've got a great group of people um, around you and uh, the signal players are a a fab
2: bunch so yeah a really professional outfit yeah Yeah. great directors and choreographers and costumes yeah it's going to be it's going to be a great show I'm sure yeah absolutely
0: so we know that there are choir members coming to see you perform what does the support from the choir mean to you
2: Uh, it's absolutely brilliant I mean it's great that anyone wants, <laughs> anyone wants to come, but people from the choir is especially fantastic because they know me in a certain context. As it's my first musical, um, having people there who've seen seen me sing, but haven't seen me act or dance or see me in a show. That's, that's really brilliant. And, you know, I think there's quite a few coming now. I think um, yeah. there are little groups coming on different days. So I'm, um, I'm really pleased and really grateful that coming along and having that support. Knowing they're there, it's gonna mean, you know, mean the world to me. Yeah, that's
1: um it's great. It's it, it's nice because we obviously you mentioned Enrico before and uh, there was quite the turnout for him as well, uh, for Kinky Boots. So yeah. Um I, I'm enjoying this this theme of uh Wemek coming to support uh, people doing other other ventures. That's really nice. If people haven't got their tickets yet um how can aqua members get tickets to come and see you
2: if you go to the signet players website there are links through to uh the ticketing website which is a ticket source but you know you can link through and obviously if you go to the facebook page for signets signet players um then there's links there as well and also if you look at my Facebook, it's covered with. I must <laughs> say, you're, big fish I, I'm
1: on your Facebook page, and it is brilliantly branded. Congratulations on that! I think you get a gold star uh, from the from the musical directors for that.
0: For uh, yes,
1: literally all <laughs> of the information is there. Uh, it's a it's a well cropped cover photo and a thematic um, mark in a big fish t
2: shirt. So it's 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 really on on brand. And, and, and I'm just about to get my branded headshot. It's going to be in the program, and I'll that's on Yay. Facebook as well.
0: That's Very awesome. I
1: think make sure you let us know, and we'll we'll, we'll put it on there. We'll use it on for sure. Platform. Oh, brilliant!
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll do
1: it for our marketing purposes as well. <laughs> so, yeah, excellent. And you're doing it from the seventh to the tenth of September. Is that basically a show
2: a day, or is there? Um, a, a it's a show on? a day and two on the Saturday. So it's a matinee on the Saturday as well, two thirty. Some options to come and see it. We actually did a, a selection of songs. In the Putney Exchange shopping centre a couple of weekends ago, and handing out really? leaflets, and uh, you know, there were some, some people there that you know were really interested in the show just from seeing a few numbers. That so was a, f- a fun thing to do as well, as well as sort of handing out leaflets and stuff. So, I've looked at um, what seats are still available, and some of the nights are close to selling out. So, amazing! That's that's brilliant. Because you know, you never quite know, do you?
0: No, mm. and I can't Absolutely.
2: think of anything worse than performing to a a, a sort of half-empty auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. It's full. Nice. It's full. Soundly. So come days, along.
1: Ho- hopefully, uh, our listeners will uh, will both snap up those
0: already going. Yeah, snap yeah. up oh. those remaining tickets um I
2: hope to, and let me let me know as well because i'd you know really love to know you're there and to keep an eye out for you and if you want to stay behind off the show, and say hello and tell me how fabulous i was or otherwise of course <laughs> <laughs> I, mark mark lovely to see you. i have notes
1: i have notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: said but no, no one sure ever the fabulous yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um so oh we're trying to ask the same go. question at the same time, Ollie. Uh, yeah. What are you most looking forward to um, from the actual performance run? What's what's the what's the thing that you're most excited about? I think it'd be
2: a great buzz. Just to do the show, full costumes, microphones, the band. There's going to be a fantastic orchestra. There's a 17 piece a band supporting oh, us in the music, which would be brilliant. And we've got a fantastic musical director, so the whole thing's just going to look and sound amazing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to being immersed in that and to know there are people out there in the audience, you know, friends, family, and a lot of people from the choir as well, which is great. Do you have any other projects that are coming up,
1: um, in the run up to uh, the festive season?
2: Well, this, the timing of this has been great because, of course, the show finishes and then, you know, a week or two later the choir restarts. So that's going to be yes. nice. And the choir at that time of year is always brilliant because I love those Christmas performances and the Christmas songs. Mm. It's, it's really one of the main things that you know brings on that festive feeling for me, is playing part of the choir and singing those Christmas songs at various events uh, around London. So I love all that. So that's going to be a focus for the next few months. Signet Players is going to be doing Young Frankenstein. Yes. So I've looked at the roles for that. And there's actually quite a few roles for men and most of them are baritone roles, which is quite interesting because most musical theatre is written mainly for you know, for men for tenor parts with a few notable exceptions. The Putney Life Opera Society, which was going to do Jesus Christ Superstar and didn't, they, they'll be doing a pantomime, Cinderella. So the information about that will be coming out soon, I think. So I'll have a look at that as well. But I don't think I can do both so I'll uh, I'll have a think about it or I might feel after this show I need a rest uh, on, and just focus on the choir for the, for the next few months we shall see I'm um, keeping my options open at the moment I'm just focusing on this with the one right in front of me at the moment.
0: So um, we're going to do a slightly different version of the quickfire question round. Uh, right. Different in that we, we warned you what the questions were because they involve math. Weird. Ooh. I know. Um, so I'm going to start us off with the first question. How many shows have you seen in your life so far? And which is your favorite?
2: Wow. Uh, this is the one of the quickfire questions, which I don't know the answer to, but it must be hundred. Hundred plus, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, because
1: um, a you tiny know, bit of context for some was, of the listeners who don't who don't know anything about Mark. Um, he has a, a formidable reputation for having seen lots and lots of shows. <laughs> uh, All the shows. And, uh, <clears throat> we wanted we wanted to tease this out of him. So yeah, hundreds sounds about right.
2: Yeah, um, you know, at one stage I was going to the theatre a couple of times every week for quite a long time. Not just musicals, but all sorts of plays and dance and stuff like that. Uh, So you do get to see quite a few shows when you think it's over quite a long period of time, because I've been doing it for quite a while.
0: Do you have a favourite?
2: It's a fairly obvious answer, but Les Miserables has to be really up there. I also love Rent. Mm -hmm. And the one that I have found more recently that I really, really love is The Light of the Piazza. It's just such beautiful music, and the story is amazing. So if you don't know that, check it out. Those are three wear, stellar when, choices. Where did you see that? Um, it was on the South Bank uh, just for the pandemic, or was it during the pandemic? Anyway, I saw it there. And then recently the um, Royal College of Music put on uh, a production of it. I think they're finding these students put on a show. They actually did a little... Um, Merrily, we roll along, the light in the piazza, and I went to see both of them. And they're both brilliant, and they're such good performances. And, you know, the West End ticket prices are becoming so high that to find these little performances you can see that are just much more reasonably priced is great. So i look around and check them out. I would definitely do that. I'm sure a few of our members
1: will be tapping you up for for the information to, to make sure that they know what they're looking for because you're, you're very keyed into it. How many different countries have you seen these shows in and what is the most random country? Because I know that you've been to a few countries
2: to see shows. Yeah, um, I did a quick count up and it, I think it's nine countries. Brilliant. Um, UK, Ireland, Australia, France, Spain, Germany, Sweden, Belgium. I think the, maybe the most random ones, I, I flew to San Francisco to see Rent when it was on there for the weekend. So it was quite a long way to go to see <laughs> the
0: show. I love it. I
2: That's wanted to amazing. see it because it had some of the original cast members in it.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Daphne, Daphne Rubin-Vega. Wow. Uh, when yeah, was this? Sorry? When, when was this? Oh, it must have been about 1997 or something like that or the other the other one i specifically traveled to see was um it's a sweden i went to stockholm to see christina friend of marla which is a musical written by benny and bjorn from abba yeah Mm -hmm. um and if you like abba music if you like chess you'll love christina friend of marla it's just got some lovely, lovely music in it. I definitely saw Christina of at the Royal Albert Hall as a concert performance. That was after I'd been to Sweden to see it in Stockholm. And um, that was with the original Swedish cast. It was in Swedish, but the music is just so beautiful. You just have to listen to
1: it. I definitely like my ABBA. And obviously we spoke to Ashley in uh, the previous episode and my love for ABBA has increased because of his uh, excellence in, in that episode. And, oh, he uh, must, he must know in. Christina then as well. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> does. we we'll have to check with him. <laughs> and then I've obviously been slightly uh, slightly dragged into chess as well. So I think I'll have to see Christina.
2: Um, so that's great. Of course. You've what did you see in chess... Germany? Yes. Sorry, I on. In Germany. Um, saw a uh, Stephen Schwartz musical. You know, he wrote Wicked and Pippin and all that stuff. Mm. Um, called Mozart the Musical. And I thought, oh, that sounds sounds like it might be awful, but it sounds quite interesting. And so I went to see that, and actually it was, it was very good. But I didn't travel specifically to see it. I was on holiday there, and okay. I, I checked out what was going to be. When I go on holiday, I always check out what's going to be on at the theatre. So, you know, when I went to Madrid, I went to see Jekyll and Hyde which was fun. (laughs) That's a a super random (laughs) combination. I I saw Les Miserables in Antwerp Mm. in in the 1990s sometime. So that was sung in Flemish. I actually got the cast recording. I I don't know what I've done with it, but it's around here somewhere. I think I've got Les Miserables in quite a few different languages. In Hebrew, the Hebrew version is quite nice. Wow! When we're doing, uh,
1: if, you, if you want to share that, when we do, when you believe, and we're doing our Hebrew uh, prayer oh, um, yeah. in that, maybe that might be quite fun. Uh, yeah. When you said Germany, I wasn't sure if you went to go and see Starlight Express, seeing as they've had that running non-stop since yes. the early nineties in a purpose-built theatre. Which I, yeah. I went to see Starlight in. Um, obviously, it was in London in where Wicked is in the Apollo, um, and yeah i i loved it as a child and i've not really experienced it since but i love the fact that germany just seemed to have a soft spot for trains singing
2: in trains yeah, it's it's interesting that it's been so big there in fact I, I i think i heard andrew lloyd Webber say that he went to see it in germany and he almost didn't recognize it. they've done so many tweaks and changes to it but um, he thought it, it sort of morphed into something else. I'm not sure whether he liked it or not, but it was definitely, the Germans have obviously just definitely done their own thing with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's most interesting about seeing theatre in different countries, especially if it's a show that you know, is to see how they've changed it up for their audience. Because when we were speaking to Lauren Van Kempen earlier this year, she said, you know, the musical theatre scene in France isn't,
2: it's not. existent. It? Hope <laughs> just hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what I did you see in France? I, I, uh, I saw Les Misérables in France. Now, not the original original that was pre oh pre the Barbican, hmm. um, but I saw the Cameron Macintosh production that had been taken back to France to Paris, oh. and to hear it in its original language is quite good. And I know a bit of French, so I can, and I know the show anyway, so it was easy to follow along. But it was a wonderful performance, but the, the auditorium was almost empty. That's That's um, so it's crazy. such a shame. Obviously, I don't know what it is about French culture that they just don't really get musicals, except for big sort of pop, spectacular type things. There've been some big hits in France that yeah. haven't been particularly big here. So they obviously just have very different tastes and what they expect from theatre coming yeah. from a
1: um a, an english and fr- and part irish but uh, mostly french household with my mum she really doesn't get les mis because i think they she studied uh, they all study uh, les misérables um in terms of the actual novel um and i think um like we would with charles dickens or something like that um yeah. but she just doesn't have any time for it. Whereas my dad really likes it. And I feel really bad. Like um, he tried to take her down da- to see it like relatively soon after the Barbican run. And uh, she was like in very French, boff, not, not that bothered, but um, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame. I was like, no, I didn't. I saw Notre Dame de Paris in, in Paris. Uh, and that was Fair fantastic. Man. And as you say, that's more of a Rocky sort of, you know, huge sort of, french canadian influence um mm. but then it came over to the uk a few times and i saw it in london and yeah it just for some reason doesn't translate very well to over here and it, it, it's never really been in it's come over for like very limited runs like two or three times since the yeah.
2: 90s so have you seen it uh yeah i saw the uh, the original production of dominion and then i saw the concert version was at yeah, yeah yeah i think i saw the
1: dominion as well actually now, now that i think about it um and yeah i
2: i i i, I like I it s- but i saw it several times actually because um my partner at the time loved it and we went to see mm-hmm. it about seven times i think i saw it with tina arena the australian yes of course top singer. Yeah. she was i thought she was fantastic yeah she's danny such- minogue wasn't as good Yes, no, we, we must
1: have seen. We must have seen the same production. That's brilliant. um Yeah, Tina Arena has a random following in France, of all places. Like, the yeah, she French lives there, connection. She? yeah, exactly. well, she's
2: married to a Frenchman or something. I'm,
1: yeah, it's not quite it's, sure, but of course, we're saying it wrong. In France, it's Tina Arena.
2: Um, <laughs> so it's just... She's re- she's recorded some albums in French as well. so Yeah, she's obviously got some strong connections.
0: Yeah.
1: right. We we could easily um go down the not uh, Notre Dame route. and Mark, I'm going to when we when I see you in person next, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for some more details. But Katie has okay. a very important final question for you.
0: Yes. Uh what is your craziest theater related story that you have for us?
2: Oh um, a few. yeah, I suppose there must be. Um I suppose one of them is talking to Starlight Express. Um, I heard Andrew Lloyd Webber was going to run some sort of workshoppy performances at Style Express at the other palace, the theatre oh, yes. sort of near Buckingham Palace. So uh, I know that theatre and the legroom in most of the seats is terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I can barely sit down, but I do know that one row kind of curves forward. So if you go at oh, the end of that row, the, the row behind the grow the curves. You've got more legroom, so I tried to book those seats, but they sold out. Well, they weren't available, so I booked the seats behind. So anyway, I went along to see it, and I was sitting in that seat, and the seat in front of me with the more legroom was empty, and it was getting closer and closer to you know the performance starting, and I thought, oh, I can just you know nip in f- to the seat in front, and I was just about. Standing up to do that when Andrew Lloyd Webber comes <laughs> along and sits in that seat, so it'd obviously been reserved for him. And I just sort of went hot and cold at the thought that I might have sat in it and then he'd have had to ask me to <laughs> move. Back. I think that'd be slightly embarrassing. Yes.
0: Oh man, that is a good story. Um, also, therefore, you got to watch the show behind Andrew Lloyd Webber, like
2: yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I, I went your seat. <laughs> uh, it was actually uh, it was actually very interesting to see Starlight Express done so differently but, but once I went to see a preview of uh, Whistle Down the Wind also Andrew Lloyd Webber mm. and he was actually sat in the seat behind me because I booked a sort of sentence you guys are seat.
0: besties, I love it yeah,
2: almost, but <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Whistle Down the Wind or that production but they have live snakes in it
0: that's I know. terrifying
2: uh, when, when they brought out these live snakes I couldn't help and look round at Angelo Biver like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he kind of looked back at me like, "Why are you staring at me?" <laughs> so a look passed between us at the snake moment in the wind. I also nearly physically bumped into him at uh, Vita when that was on. Uh, what's that theatre called? In the Strand, can't think. Anyway, the Adelphi. Uh, Adelphi, yeah, it was on the Adelphi, and. In the interval, I was just walking to get a drink and sort of almost crashed into him. So for (laughs) some reason, my part... You have great history with Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Yes, I've I've yet to be invited to his, you know, private concerts. Where is it? Sidmonton.
0: Yes. I mean... That would be
2: nice.
0: Andrew Lloyd Webber, if you're listening, make it happen, dude.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's bound to be listening. (laughs) Clearly. clearly We'll tag him.
0: We'll tag him.
2: (laughs) He needs to write a song that would be good for a choir to sing. Very true. I don't think we. I don't think we've ever sung an Andrew Lloyd Webber song. Um, no, I don't think we have. I'm sure we have. Um, yeah, one song that I feel, and it's quite quotes. hard to think of one that yeah. would work. Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting.
0: Maybe I something like- from Evita because, like Phantom. Salve, is... Salve
2: <laughs> Regina, yeah. Because
0: Phantom yeah. is the sopranos need to be. I mean, I love the Sopranos. I am a soprano, but woof, that's hard, right? It's high, constantly. Yeah. But Evita, because Evita herself is not really a soprano, she's more of an alto voice. Uh, that might make it a bit easier yeah. for the choir to tackle. We actually, did,
2: we actually did a workshop, didn't we? With, with we did something yeah, you did Alfred, a fan, masquerade, a and we yeah. did a bit of masquerade.
0: That was uh, with uh, Anthony, yeah. wasn't it? It
2: was, yeah. Anthony yeah. Gabriel. yeah. And all I ask of you, I think, as well. Oh as wow! Well. So okay,
0: to so so bring possible, that back. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Would
1: something from cats work? I feel like Rum Tum Tugger or the Jellicle shags Ball or Jellicle Ball or something like that. But I think we'd need to have mm. a little bit of solo action. I know that we we, we don't do that, but yes, I think. When you next bump into Andrew Lloyd Webber, just ask him. Give, give him a shout and say, yeah.
2: sort it out. Oi,
0: write us a song.
2: Hmm. Write some <laughs> choral numbers. <laughs> 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 Much obliged. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant.
0: I love was, it. I just love it. You should have spoken to BBT when he was doing Cinderella. He could have. He got. He could have organized a oh, meetup. Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: oh yeah. Opportunity missed. <laughs>
1: did you go and see it? I'm pretty sure you did. Cinderella. Yeah, I saw it
2: twice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, well, it was fun. I, was, I think, I think they misnamed it. I think they should have called it "Bad Cinderella" because when it's just Cinderella, you think, "Oh, it's going to be a pantomime or it's that thing for kids." Mm. But it really, really wasn't. And I don't know. And there's a song in it called "Bad Cinderella." Yeah. So why not have that as a title song, "Bad Cinderella"? That's my thinking. <laughs> Well it's going the way made, now, right? If I if I'd have done the marketing, it would have still been on.
0: <laughs> so true. <laughs> he said
2: modestly. <laughs> I,
1: think it, I think Mark, not to steal your thunder. I think anyone else did the marketing. I think <laughs> it might might have had a better chance of being on. Um but yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. I, I never saw it, but um I heard lots of interesting things, definitely. Mm. So but Bands to Saturday makes much more sense. Otherwise I, I honestly thought it was gonna be like a, a bit of a in a weird rehash or it or, or wasn't even yeah. my home.
2: So. and bad Cinderella yeah. kind of piques your interest doesn't it so it's like, completely what, weird, yeah. what's that about what's yeah. what does that mean why is it bad you know that. Kind
0: of... yeah Anyways. like Cinderella's the least one of the least bad princesses you could ever think of I mean yeah she's friends with well most princesses are friends with mice and birds and stuff like that but you know and
2: the, and the story's been done to death with Disney with yeah. you know
0: so how do you how Rochester do you separate that and,
2: yeah yeah mm. anyway that's my thinking on that <laughs> wow I think, didn't think, I think we were going to
1: be talking about that I don't know right that's a, per- a perfect note on which to end but um yeah Mark it's been a pleasure um very excited for you for for Big Fish if you haven't got tickets Make sure He'll to get them him, uh, as soon as possible. We'll send out all the links.
0: Uh,
2: It'll get everyone uh, yeah. back in the mood for the musical theatre before the choir term starts again. Exactly. Precisely. Perfectly timed. Mm, exactly. Well, thanks very much. That was Thank fun you, Mark.
0: Can't and wait I'll to see, see
2: you. will see you somewhere soon, I'm sure.
0: Indeed. Yeah. And break Thank a leg. Man.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Bye for now.
0: Bye. Okay, so it's time for our first Wemmick loves question, which was around how many shows we think Mark has seen. So as you heard, he has seen so many that he can't actually remember the number. Uh, so we had some really great suggestions come in, something like uh, 200, uh, 100, 179, 50, 20, I mean 20 nah no, no. <laughs> it was never <laughs> going to be that but he's probably, but... <laughs> he's, probably been, he's
1: probably seen 20 in like six. the last
0: month.
1: <laughs> yeah no, the man is a machine yeah i enjoyed the very specific 216 uh um, yes yep so yeah i think we've had a good a good split there um we don't have a definitive number so we can't give you a definitive answer but let's just say the man has seen quite a few i mean all the yeah. shows i <laughs> I enjoy his uh, antics basically in the 90s and the early 2000s of just, you know, jumping on a plane and going off to watch shows. Yeah. Simpler times. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's seen shows, as you heard, across Europe, um, but also the States and Australia. So total goals, we should all try and be a bit more Mark, um, and not just about watching musical theatre or theatre at large. (laughs) Um, So I love the fact that... um, there have been so many answers that have come in about the different shows and locations you guys have watched them. So I'm going to call so out the ones. Our second, our second Love loves. Yes, questions. our second question was: yeah. Have you seen shows outside of the UK? We're um, very demanding. Yes, two questions. I mean, there's a theme of fair. going rogue, and I think yeah. we should just stop saying going rogue. We're just going to do what we want, and that's Standard. the norm.
1: <laughs> yeah. The good thing is we are demanding, but you're very generous. Um, yes, thank so you, guys. We've had lots of responses and a lot of you have seen some very cool shows all over the place.
0: Yep. Um, so I'm going to call it the Dutch ones because I have seen, well, not like professional stuff in Holland that is musical theatre. I saw, I definitely saw ballet a bunch of times. My mom took me to see ballet. Um, but I, and I saw first pantomimes and stuff in, in Holland uh, in English because it was put on by the international English speaking crew. I forget the name of the company, but basically the expats in in the Netherlands. Um, But Iris um, has seen Wicked, Tarzan, Billy Elliot come from away all in Holland. Iris, please let us know if that was in Dutch or not, because I think that's one of the reasons I haven't been to see musicals because I don't know. I always kind of assumed that they'd be in Dutch and it would just be a bit weird uh, because I know them so well in English. It's like, I used to watch, anyway, that's a whole long story. Uh, Iris, talk, talk to me. We're going to discuss this, but how very cool. Um, I didn't possibly, realize that.
1: Possibly huh. at Disney.
0: Oh yes. Iris that would be cool. To,
1: uh, to Disney, Amazing. So maybe we can ask her there. We are uh, going she's, to. She's also seen Moulin Rouge on Broadway. and Which I, trust I have that was, as well. And I trust that wasn't in Dutch.
0: So, no. <laughs> no
1: but yeah very cool very jealous yep. of that
0: yeah I didn't realize the scene the theatre scene in um, Holland was so big the uh, The musical theatre stuff I've seen is uh, students putting musical theatre students um, putting on productions and stuff so yeah and th- those were in Dutch. so I have done it I should just go back and watch all the all the shows
1: yes you should um, <laughs> also we'll come back to this in a moment because we can't have it all be about you but True, Put a lot of love for Toronto, a lot of Canadian stuff, and this isn't even like Katie just answering loads no. of questions. This is this is legit. Other people bringing yeah. up Netherlands and and Canada, so we'll come back to that momentarily. Um, <laughs> I think Emily has done really well by seeing Fame in Budapest, which basically is up there with Mark for, um, sort of let's just say unexpected venue yes. to go and watch yes. it or location. Yeah. So that's very cool. Um. Now then, someone has replied with Beetlejuice OG cast, which is great. Slightly missing the geographic part, but I'm guessing there might be Broadway. Probably
0: Broadway, yes.
1: And I can't recognise the handle, unfortunately, but simply Avo. Thank you so much. That was a really good one. I enjoyed that because I enjoy Beetlejuice, so that's grand. Um, should we talk about Richard Harris again? We should. Um I've made decision rent with the original broadway cast in nyc i am
0: so, so basically jealous yeah,
1: richard richard that's just outrageous um it's up there with um mark going off to san fran to go and see
0: yeah the same show yeah so, with some of the original cast that is definitely one i would time travel for yeah
1: poor, poor richard going i don't need to time travel for
0: <laughs> um
1: but yeah that was uh that was a very cool one um now then we have discussed Wicked before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, it has come up here. We've had Emma go and see Wicked on Broadway. Very cool. Um our Carly Perry has been to see uh Wicked in San Francisco.
0: Very okay, uh, awesome.
1: And then where is it? Sarah's also been to see it on Broadway. So basically Wicked's been seen mostly in the States, which is very cool. And I'm sure you've all been to see it in, in London as well.
0: Uh, oh, we have a shout out from Music Man on Broadway again. Super jealous. I really wanted to go see that with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. So well done for just making that happen. Yeah. Super jealous.
1: Superb work. Oh, yeah, love this. Uh, from Fleur Lion King in Madrid. I mean, that's a good place to go and see <laughs> it. I again, this begs the question was it in Spanish? Because if so, I need to hear what that was like.
0: Yep. And um, we also have Anything Goes at the Sydney Opera House from Angel Matt. Bloody hell, sir. I didn't know that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, more love for Toronto here. Wicked and Waitress on Broadway. And then Dear Evan Hansen and Come From Away in Toronto. I I wonder, because I know that it wasn't Come From Away was actually not that popular originally in Canada, which is weird. So, uh that is something that we could discuss at some point. Emma, come, come, yeah. talk to us about it. Tell us, tell us your thoughts. Um, and then I also wanted to just draw attention to uh, Lauren with her incredible selection of things that she's seen abroad. She hasn't said where. I'm going to assume it's mostly in Broadway because she lived in New York. But it's an epic list, so I'm going to I'm going to read them out. So we have War Horse, Chicago, Menopause the Musical. Did not know that was a thing rent aida jersey boys natasha pierre and the great comet of 1812 i love you you're perfect now change which is also a great show they uh did a virtual version of that during 2020 lockdown or maybe it was 2021 um yeah great selection lauren thank you for sharing those
1: (laughs) so many that she needed two stickers which is good (laughs) oh hey it's me tasha uh matilda on broadway very good. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to see Matilda in the West End recently, which is grand. Um, what else we got? Steve. Now I, I think Steve listens. So if so, thank you, Steve. Um, he missed a week of singing the medley of Come From Away to go and see Come From Away on Broadway, which is an acceptable excuse.
0: It is. The only excuse. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. So there's a lot of love for Come From Away, which is lovely to I'm see. Unsurprising um idu do. idu do, idu idu um you have answered <coughs> mamma mia miss saigon and the carol king musical but you have not specified a geographic location um so you've misread the brief and i appreciate that <laughs> um i'm going to go ahead and guess broadway i'm but gonna guess
0: broadway too um I will ask her. and i will also defend her and say maybe we didn't ask the question specifically enough i like, agree let's in be kind
1: of, <laughs> i'm am, I am being kind uh i'm also being defensive uh but yeah i, I think ultimately yes it, it, it was open-ended it could and it could
0: be read in multiple ways and we have multiple answers to illustrate that thank really you everyone that. Yeah. yeah
1: so um okay Ollie, where, just, where have
0: you been to see things abroad or have you not
1: i will get to that momentarily but i think oh, we should really talk about I, toronto did, and oh, the fact okay. that it is such a massive musical hub yeah people, i had no idea people, yeah, I mean, we've spoken about the four forever um, mix-up of yes. all the Evans, um, yes. which is very cool. Uh, and there was the one Canadian
0: them, one, yeah. yes,
1: from Toronto. Yeah. Um, oh, so well cool. said. Thanks, I tried. <laughs> um, so we've got Lai Chi saying that she has been to see, been to Toronto. Um, it's a beautiful, spacious theatre too, which is important uh, when enjoying shows. Definitely. I don't think you've actually specified which show though so again this is open-ended copywriting which I, I'm always telling my uh creative team at my actual job to work on but I need to know myself <laughs> um so um
0: yeah, yeah, Toronto yeah I'm a comms person a too
1: <laughs> yeah we, we, we really must do better
0: my brother has just moved there so um I mean he's not going to go see musicals but I will drag him when I go visit I won't succeed in dragging him. He's rather tall and quite strong, Uh, but I'll try. (laughs) Worth a shot. Yeah.
1: Lovely Joe Black has mentioned Mamma Mia in New York and seen Carol Carmelo play Donna. So that's pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good choice. Amy Kay of Angel fame. I saw Grease and We Will Rock You at sea. That's awesome. (laughs) Guessing that's on a cruise ship. Could have been an oil rig, who knows? Um, But yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) Amy, that's a a pretty good one. I have mostly been in the UK, but I have seen Notre Dame de Paris in both London and Paris. And a few of you you know that I love that show, which is not particularly well-known over here, um, but it is great and uh, very much enjoyed seeing that. Uh, And then I haven't actually seen that many shows elsewhere. I've been to the uh, Opera House in Vienna, um, and I've seen... um, I believe it was a little night music.
0: Oh, I love that show.
1: Yes. So that was all very good. And then, yeah, I haven't really seen uh, anything else elsewhere, unfortunately, because I went to New York. I was quite ill while I was there, and I was meant to go see a couple of shows on the day, but Mm -hmm. didn't want to be disrupting people with uh, being ill. So I wish I'll have to go back another time.
0: Yes, KC, leaving at that with, yeah
1: <laughs> and I think and I, yeah I think you're you 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 have probably seen a couple haven't you
0: yes I saw uh, Moulin Rouge and Waitress Surprise on <laughs> Broadway in 2019 and that was it was epic and it, even though it was still English language and stuff like I really found that there was a big difference in in audience like they were mm-hmm. just whooping and like yeah I was like wow
2: they're like properly making
0: yeah (laughs) I was like they're properly making noise that's crazy um so that was that was interesting um but yeah it was great otherwise though like I was so impressed with how identical Waitress was across thousands of miles of ocean Mm -hmm. uh so that was really cool to see and yeah otherwise um mostly my my art or performing arts exposure outside of the UK it was the Netherlands but a wider variety not very few musicals. Um, I saw the panto, like I said, growing up and um, ballet. And I also, something Mark said that he, whenever he's going on holiday, he tries to go um, see something artsy wherever he's going, depending on what's on. Um, And there was one time when I was in Rome in a long time ago. In Italy. No, a long time ago, dude. (laughs) I'm so bad, sorry. I, I mean, I'm not, that's silly. Um, anyway, I'll admit to the year 2003, I was there with, um, two friends from school and we randomly came across a choir in a church, I think at the oh. top of the Spanish steps somewhere and they were performing and they were just like, Oh, come watch us. So obviously we did because it was, um, my friend Leah, who is, uh, was in London for a while, but is back in Ottawa now and she is a choir singer. So yeah two choir singers out of three Arwen was doomed (laughs) but it was great so stumbling onto random things like that is always a lot of fun and getting to experience art in different places
1: yeah I think that was one top tip from Mark I'm going to be following up on when I go traveling next definitely
0: good plan I love going to see museums and things as well in different countries. It's a lot yeah, fun. it's
1: funny. I, I do the cultural side of it in terms of museums and uh, going to see different uh, locations. But, yeah, the idea of going to see a show, particularly music, will be something I'm trying to do as and when I can get abroad again. Yes. I've also seen the Lion King. I was about uh, to say. Music of the Pride Lands <laughs> at Disneyland Paris, Yes, which yeah. I'm counting as a show because it was ridiculously good.
0: Well, of course it's a um, show. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I know, but it's like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw that in. Am um, I allowed to do one random call out?
0: Of course, always.
1: It's actually linked and everything. Um,
0: if it's any not of you, random.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm ruining it already. Um, <laughs> if any of you have enjoyed on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, a guy called Loic Sobeville, Uh he is the guy who does uh, French versus other languages. And he's very funny um and as a person who's half french uh i find the the stuff he does unbelievably relatable um but he has been a little bit quieter on the comms of late because he has been playing pumba in the um lion king show at disneyland paris which was a revelation i found out the other day and it was like that's amazing so yeah congrats to loik on doing that um And if it's still going on, then hopefully we'll see him when we get to Disneyland Paris in a few weeks. Very cool. Yeah. And if you've not been to see that show in Disneyland Paris, it's just, it's superb. So make sure to go.
0: Okay. I think that brings us to the end of the wemmicks Wemmick uh, gloves section of today's episode. So thank you so much for your uh, input guys. keep those keep those answers coming. uh we will'll we'll be asking a few more questions in the next couple of weeks and uh yeah, thanks.
1: yeah, thanks, everyone. really love those answers and uh, any uh, clarifications that you want to give us uh feel free come to come find us <laughs> come find us at rehearsals uh or you know, drop us a message on Instagram or something like that. And uh, it'd be good to get some further details because there are some very cool shows in some very cool locations. So thanks so much. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed talking to Mark and then your answers, uh, for Web was, you know, they were really good, really informative and uh, we really appreciate you sending them all in. Um, and yeah, I think, we'll wrap this episode up by quickly reflecting on the fact that the first Disney rehearsal has already happened. We have the second one coming up really quickly. Um, Got exciting new material there. So any of you going to Disney, uh, which includes myself and Katie, uh, very exciting. All the rides are going to be ridden. Um, All the rides. I think think that's what we agreed. (laughs) We have promised
0: Uh, and we have agreed it's going to happen.
1: I haven't necessarily signed anything, but I believe that is the the verbal contract.
0: Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So we will hopefully speak to you again very soon. We do have a couple more things coming out before the start of the term. But yeah.
0: And it's all epic. Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. Can't wait yeah, to share I, it with you.
1: <laughs> actually, I, I'm going to say it's more than a couple of things. There's a lot of very exciting things yeah. coming up. And yep. uh, yeah, you're going to love it. Anyway, Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your September and see you next time.
0: And one last thing, very quickly, go duet on TikTok with our marijuana video because oh my god, Maxine All posted this cool set. Kids yes. And Maxine posted it again, but a shorter version, and it's doing ridiculously well too. So there's just something about that song, guys. So go and go and interact with it and have fun.
1: I'm gonna do that right now.
0: Good.
2: Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. It was a great. It was Terry Ellis. What was it? Oh god, I'm getting all confused now. A too, too, too many
0: shows. Too many shows. <laughs> anyway, I definitely. No. Yeah. Good. You. Well. I
2: that's hopefully, I okay. edit out all the rubbish that I came out of my mouth. <laughs>
0: there was no rubbish.
2: Um, I sort of skipped ahead quickly and asked that
1: question. I, I realized that it slightly had a sequence.
0: Um, <laughs> you went yeah. off script, Ollie. No,
1: I'm sorry. What um, is it
0: with us going rogue? <laughs> it
1: doesn't happen that often, but yeah, it's apparently not. it's happening today. Um, do you want to ask about uh, question four, Katie? Yes, I do. Scrub all of that. <laughs>